The LA Kings have been pushed to the brink of elimination as they head home for what we hope won't be the final game of the season. I'll tell you who the Kings should start in net in that must-win game six and why. That and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Well, the LA Kings have now been pushed to the brink of elimination as they face two must-win games to advance into the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll talk more about the must-win game six on Saturday. As unpleasant as it may be, though, we have to take a look back at a disappointing Game five. The Kings actually got off to an okay start initially in game five up in Edmonton, but it didn't take things uh, too long to change. Uh, and of course, it was the Oilers' power play that got them going. Connor McDavid drew a questionable hooking call on Carl Grundstrom. And after turning away the Oilers' number one power play unit, it was the Oilers' second power play unit that would get a rare goal thanks to an Evander Kane wrist shot that made it one to nothing. Again, the Kings failed to get the first goal on the road in Edmonton as was the case in games one and two as well. Uh, the man that had been killing the LA Kings so far all series long then showed up. Leon Dreisaitl scored his NHL-leading sixth goal of the postseason on a nice pass from Connor McDavid. And just like that, just like in games one and two, the Kings found themselves down 2 nothing in the opening period in Edmonton. However, unlike games one and two, the Kings actually fought back in that opening period getting goals from Alex Iafalo, his third of the playoffs, and Adrian Kempe, his fourth this postseason. Now, in between Kings goals, the Oilers did add another one, but after one, it was a one-goal game with the Oilers holding a 3-2 advantage. Unfortunately, the Oilers kept scoring in the second, and the Kings had no response. Edmonton got goals from Nick Bukestad and Zach Hyman, with Hyman's coming on the power play in L.A., was in a hole down 5-2 going into the third period. Kings goalie Jonas Corposala would get pulled after allowing the fourth goal and replaced by Phoenix Copley. In the third, the two teams would exchange goals, Nick Bukestad getting his second for Edmonton and Quinton Byfield scoring his first career playoff goal. Final score, Oilers 6, Kings 3, with Edmonton taking a 3-2 lead in the series. Kings coach Todd McClellan did make some lineup changes early in the game, partially to try and get the team going, but also, I think, to send some messages to players as well. Quentin Byfield missed an assignment on the Oilers' third goal, and he was pulled off the top line and replaced by Alex Iafalo. Carl Grunstrom made a very nice pass to assist on the Adrian Kempe goal, and he got promoted from the fourth line to the third line. Now, we'll see what lineup changes will go forward as for Game 6, especially in net, which we will talk about in a moment. But the Kings did try and change things up to varying degrees of success in that game five. So 
Here was the checklist of things I said on Tuesday's show as far as what the Kings needed to do to come away with a big win in Game 5. First and foremost, get off to a good start. And initially, the start for the Kings was okay, but then, of course, the Kings took a penalty, which was also on the list of things the Kings needed to avoid, stay out of the box. Uh, I thought it was a pretty weak hooking call, frankly, on Carl Grundstrom, but you have to overcome those calls, and the Kings, unfortunately, did not. I think the most disappointing thing uh, the Oilers got from their first goal was that it was not Dreisaitl and McDavid, but Evander Kane scoring on the power play. That second power play unit hadn't been that effective against the Kings. Most of the damage has been done by the top power play unit, but not a good sign for LA that the Oilers are starting to get some secondary scoring from other players. Not that Evander Kane isn't a standout player, but like I said, mostly so far on the season, it has been McDavid and in particular Leon Dreisaitl that has done the damage. Kevin Fiala also would take a bad penalty that would lead to the Oilers' second power play goal. Uh, he put his stick into the legs of goaltender Stuart Skinner, who went down pretty easily, but at the same time, Fiala shouldn't be putting his stick into the goaltender's legs. Um, maybe he was just trying to throw the goalie off a little bit, and it is important to get you know some traffic in front and to, if you can, jostle him, but it was really far away from the play it had nothing to do with anything that was going on. And I think you'd have to say that that was a bad penalty and avoiding bad penalties is a key for the Kings against the Oilers. If you're going to take a penalty, make sure it is a penalty that you need to take. And that was not the case on that call. The Oilers power play, which had been incredible going into game number five, six for 11 with the man advantage in the series went two for three in game number five. It's actually now operating at 57.1%. Uh, now, we're still only in the first round, but that right now is the best power play percentage in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I said the Kings' power play needed to be a factor. It wasn't. They were only 0 for 1 on the man advantage in the game, and they had no shots on goal on their lone power play opportunity. Hard to believe the Oilers only committed one penalty the entire game, but uh, that's what the referee said. I'm not blaming the refereeing for us losing. I'm just saying uh, it would be nice to get more than one power play opportunity. Uh, the Kings needed to find a way to slow down Leon Dreisaitl. I'm not sure holding him to only one goal counts, um, but maybe considering he's leading the NHL in postseason goals with six and five games, maybe that is slowing him down a little bit. Um, I said the Kings' third line of Gabe Velarde uh, Kevin Fiala and Alex Ayafalo needed to be a factor in game number five. Uh, I said they needed to be plus numbers. And to be fair, the, the the third line was broken up very early on. As I mentioned, Ayafalo got moved up to the top line. Um, so maybe it's not fair, but the three combined to be a minus one in game number five. I said the Kings needed to be the better team five on five. I thought they were the better team five on five. Um, and I said that I thought the Kings had the edge in net. Well, five on five, the Oilers scored five goals, or excuse me, four goals to the Kings three. And Oilers goalie Stuart Skinner allowed three goals on 28 shots. He was okay. Um, but Kings starter Jonas Corposalo allowed four goals on 19 shots. And then Phoenix Copley came in and allowed two goals on eight shots. The Kings didn't have the advantage in net in game number five. That brings us to our biggest question going into game six. Who should the Kings start in net in a must-win game? I'll have my answer to that question in a moment. But first, I got to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theaters. 
near you with the game time app tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area and you get the lowest price guaranteed with event cancellation protection game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event and the game time guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less Game time will credit your account 110% of the difference. Buying tickets is in a matter you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps to your phone and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone and you never have to dig through your emails to find them. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed the la kings will play the edmonton oilers saturday in a must-win game six catch every moment of the king's hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app search la kings so who will be the king's go-to man in net in a must-win game six on saturday well Jonas corpusalo has started all five games to this point for the kings his numbers in the series have him with a two and three record 3.50 goals against average and a 904 save percentage. Those numbers aren't good enough, but it's not like he's been bad either. Just look at the four goals he allowed in game five. The first goal was with the Kings shorthanded and Evander Kane shot it through the legs of Kings defenseman Matt Roy off the far post and in glove side. Uh, hard to make a case that that is a soft goal. The second goal for Edmonton, Connor McDavid, Got the puck behind the Kings net, fed it right out in front to Leon Dreisaitl, who scored at point-blank range. That's literally the two best players in the world hooking up on a goal. Point-blank range. Mikey Anderson let the pass get through him to the front of the net. Hard to call that a soft goal. The third goal, Quinton Byfield lost track of an Oilers defenseman who snuck in at the back door and had a tap-in goal on Corpusalo. That is totally on Quinton Byfield, and that was why he got demoted off the top line in that situation, no chance for Corpusalo on that one. And the fourth goal was a deflection right in front of the net. Again, not a soft goal. So it wasn't like Jonas Corpusalo was the reason why the Kings lost this game. Uh, as much as anything, I think him being replaced by Todd McClellan was just to try and change things up, maybe get a spark for the team. Um, and I think that's the argument for Phoenix Copley to start game six. Change it up. Give the Oilers someone else to shoot at. They've seen Corpusala now for five games. They know his tendencies. They know where to shoot. They've seen him again for five games in a row. Uh, I, I think part of the argument to start Phoenix Copley in game six is all he does is win. He literally saved the Kings season this year. And who's to say he can't save the Kings season again in a must win game six? I've gone back and forth over this in my mind. I think there are some legitimate reasons on both sides why you should start Jonas Corposalo, why you should start Phoenix Copley. And I honestly won't be upset at the eventual decision. Um, that said, if it's my call, if I'm Todd McClellan, I'm going with Jonas Corposalo. It is a must-win game, and in a must-win game, you go with your best players. I think Corposalo is the better goalie between Phoenix Copley and Jonas Corposalo, and it's that simple. Uh, if you're going to go down, Go down with your best player in net. So as much as I admire everything Phoenix Copley has done this season with the Kings, and like I said, I think there is an argument to be made that all he does is win, and he has saved the Kings season. Maybe he could do it again. But for me, in a must-win, game six, do or die, I'm sticking with Jonas Corposalo. 
Uh, plus, I'm not sure this is really part of the equation, but I'll throw it out there anyway, because why not? Um, if the Kings are interested in re-signing Jonas Corposalo after this season, I think they are, then maybe you want to show him your support in him, your belief in him in the biggest game of the season to this point, um, regardless of the outcome. Um, maybe that factors into whether he wants to stay with the LA Kings or not. Ultimately, I think it's going to come down to money as it always does, but just, just throwing it out there. Uh, maybe if you don't play him in this big game, maybe he decides, well, maybe they don't think I'm the guy. Maybe I should look to go elsewhere. Who knows? Just, just, just throwing it out there. Uh, we need to talk a little bit more about what the Kings need to do in game number six coming up, but I also want to let you know today's episode of Locked on LA Kings brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that the player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time every time just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop at ebay motors uh, they have over 1000 or excuse me 122 million parts to choose from uh you'll be back in the game in no time uh, after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit at the right price on ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply Don't forget, of course, the LA Kings play the Edmonton Oilers Saturday in a must-win game six. Catch every moment of the Kings' hometown broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search LA Kings. Well, looking ahead to game number six, the Kings have three full days off to heal up and rest up and reset. And maybe three days off uh, will cool off the Oilers a bit, one can hope. Uh, it was confirmed on the TV broadcast that the three days off uh, is, in fact, related to the Clippers and Lakers in the NBA playoffs. And, of course, they share Crypto.com Arena with the Kings as well. Even though the Clippers are now out of the playoffs, they still had to prepare a schedule with the eventuality or the possibility that the Clippers could be playing on certain days. Regardless, hopefully the extra time off will help the LA Kings get ready for a game six. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have an off day, then a full practice day, uh, and then probably a light skate to get ready to go. Uh, no update on the one injury issue involving the LA Kings, which is Blake Lazat. Um, last we heard, he was skating in a red non-contact jersey. Uh, we'll give an update tomorrow as to what his status is. Uh, and we will have an interview coming up tomorrow with someone who's going to be at practice who can report on this firsthand. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, as far as, you know, guys like Kevin Fiala, who are probably nursing some injuries right now, maybe Gabe Velarde, not exactly 100% as well. Uh, again, the extra days off can only help. Uh, and like we said, maybe it'll it'll cool off the Edmonton Oilers a little bit. We did see some lineup changes in game number five. Like I said, I think it was part of the circumstances as to what was going on in the game. Um, and whether that will carry over or not remains to be seen. I think just, with, just as with the situation in net, uh, if you're the LA Kings, you put out your best lineup and you ride or die with that. Uh, I don't think there's going to be too much uh, you know, strategy changes. I think these two teams clearly know each other very well at this point. There's not a lot of surprises necessarily. Uh, like I said, if you want to kind of throw out something different, then maybe you start Phoenix Copley. Um, although that wouldn't be my decision, but I could understand if it was the, de the decision for the LA Kings. Um, obviously the Kings will be highly motivated in this one. It is a do or die situation. Their back is literally up against the wall, whatever cliche you want to use. You must win 
to get another game. And right now it's not about the, the tall task of winning two games in a row against a very talented Oilers team. It's about focusing on one game. And as cliched as it is, it is the truth. It's one shift at a time, uh, one period at a time, and one game at a time. And if you get a chance at a game seven, a winner-take-all one game, then great. That's a, that's a situation I'm sure the Kings would have signed up for at the beginning of the year. But all that is moot if the Kings don't win game six. All right? It's all about game six, must-win situation. You throw it all, all, all out on the table, winner-take-all, do-or-die, all that kind of stuff. So the Kings have been a very good team at home. This year, obviously, they had a great chance to win both games at home in games three and four. They won game three, probably should have won game four as well. Uh, we know all about that story. The crowd, I'm sure, will be a factor knowing that this is also uh, potentially the final home game of the year. Want to send the team out right, uh, regardless of what happens. Be a factor in the game. Try and give the Kings that extra push with the home ice advantage. Uh, but uh, again, yeah, just, just win game six and then we'll see what happens in a game seven. You never know. It's just one when it's one game to win or take all. I mean, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the situation you want if you're the Kings. As for the Kings keys for game number six, uh, it's not going to change. Uh, it's all the same things that I've mentioned. Like I said, I'm sure you know this by now. Get off to a good start. Get a lead, which is what the Kings have done at home and have had a lot of success with that. Stay out of the box. Try and contain Leon Dreisaitl. Um, you know, have your power play be a factor. It'd be nice to get more than one power play chance going forward. But uh, again, all the keys for the games, they're pretty much the same at this point. We know what they are, and it'll be the same in game number six uh, for the Kings. You know, it's time to defend the kingdom. Uh, you got one more big battle coming up, and uh, hopefully the Kings can come out on top. I want to mention for you everydayers, and that is those of you that listen or watch Locked on LA Kings every day. Uh, coming up on Thursday, we are scheduled to be joined by Russell Morgan from Hockey Royalty to discuss the Kings and uh, what he feels they need to do in a must-win game number six and who he would start in net as well. And speaking of that and speaking of decisions about who you would start in net, uh, we do have our Friday fan feedback show. Uh, obviously, we're going to preview game six as well. But uh, most of that show will be devoted to you and what your thoughts are on this big game six for the Kings. Uh, who would you start in net and why? Anything regarding the Kings lineup that you would change? Um, I have mentioned that I would like to see Arthur Calliope in the lineup, but at this point, it's it's about bigger than you know just one guy. But uh, I do want to let you guys know that it is your chance to be heard. Uh, it is our weekly fan feedback segment. Again, coming up on Friday, let's fill in that uh, email box and get your questions in about anything involving the Kings, especially game six, goalie situation, uh, your thoughts on the series so far through five games. Everything's on the table. It is your chance to talk to, to me. Uh, the feedback episode coming up on Friday. Uh, the email address, if you want to send an email, lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. Of course, you can always leave uh, comments on the YouTube episodes and uh, the YouTube episodes have been blowing up over the past week or so. Everybody uh, getting extra excited and giving extra attention, I'm sure, because of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, great to have all the support on the YouTube episodes. Appreciate that. And again, your comments are always very, very welcome uh, on the, each episode. Uh, also, stay interactive with the show, uh, even when we're not broadcasting. Uh, that would be following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings uh, in both of those situations, both of those platforms. All right. I'm Eddie Garcia. 
Uh, thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Looking forward to our interview tomorrow with Russell Morgan. Looking forward to breaking down game six and getting ready for the Kings must-win game coming up on Saturday. Thanks for listening and watching. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.